Football, Clint. Football. Football is the name of the thing that is being played at the University of Georgia right now. Kirby met with the media. Fall camp is underway. And um, do we have thoughts? Oh, we got thoughts. Yeah, we have some thoughts today on the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Bulldogs here on Locked On Podcast Network. Today's title sponsor is Bet Online. We will be having a lot of that coming soon. Daniel and oh, I Oh, yes, we will. Mm. Yeah, you love to hear it. Uh, hey, if you are new to the podcast, podcast, glad that you were here. If you're on YouTube, how y'all doing? You can see us. If you're over on the audio side, subscribe. We got three things to talk about today. We are talking fall camp, and our, our fades aren't as fresh as some of our players. No, nope. Daniel. No. Nope. We're going to get that cleaned up. I can guarantee you that. We're going to talk about Kirby's fall camp presser, uh, some confidence in some position groups. Smile Mondin's going to make the list to talk about, which. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. We got Ooh. some words on that. And then our last second, Zion Logue. And uh, so maybe some new leaders to talk about because, mm-hmm. Daniel, mm-hmm. we are so dang close. Fall camp is opening. We hear. Mm. You know, sometimes we're just a little peek behind the curtain here. Okay. People love it when we banter at the beginning of the podcast, Clint. People love this. So a little peek behind the curtain. You put out. You know, 250 podcasts a year. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes it's a little difficult to, to get on these mics and to get out here and to talk about stuff. Some of the shows, you got to generate some content. You got to work up some excitement. You have to, you have to will yourself to want to come on and do the show. Today, today is not one of those. Today's not one of those days because today's the day that we we can all taste football. We're all here, um, and listen, we're here. Yeah, right here, ship shape. Um, We apologize if the off season things have been, you know, some a little rough. We apologize for the audio issues. The, well, I, don't well, I just want to say to the people, we've been, we, it's been a rebuilding year for the podcast. And so we just, here's the thing is like, we had audio trouble on the last episode and John Garcia was dropping insight, but my mic kept cutting out and all this, but you have to keep in mind, it's a we rebuilding do. year. For well, we had, the, for we had our a couple podcast. of our audio engineers that were out, Daniel. Two of our, our highest. Two of our best audio engineers were, were out, out for the episode. And you just got to understand that sometimes you can't you can't win them all. And we focused on really, really focusing on on putting the cupboards back in place, stockpiling what we had lost mm-hmm. from the years and years of attrition yeah. that we had as a program. So that's the reason we sucked as a podcast this last year because we were rebuilding that's that's the reason okay so now let's get into uh georgia because we're in a new season and 
No, Georgia doesn't rebuild. We Kirby said we used to have good players. They left. We still have good players. I don't know what you call that, but that's just always having good players. So that's, I guess, what Georgia is this year. That's interesting. So that sounds, that sounds good. Let's talk about the most exciting things from the press conference um, today. And I want to start here, Clint, because Kirby was asked an interesting question. I can't remember who it is. I think it might have been Anthony Dasher. Shout out to Anthony Dasher, who, who asked this question. But the question was asked, and it went, it went a little something like, um, aren't you concerned about the depth at offensive tackle? Seems like you got a lot of guards. And you don't have a lot of tackles on this team. Sure. And and the reality is that Anthony Dasher is astute, and he observed something, and he's correct. If you there are chart, a lot of guards on this team, <laughs> like a lot of guards, and there are not that many tackles on this team. And Kirby, in typical Kirby fashion, just zigs when you think he's going to zag. And he says, actually, we're quite concerned about guard. We're not concerned at all about tackle. Now, you have to read between the lines. It's Kirbanese. It but is. let me, he's not just trying to eat Anthony Dasher's lunch, okay? As, well, much as, as much as he, you might think he's trying to do that. Because what he says is, we've got two guys that have played winning football consistently. Now, we know who those two guys are. Okay, one of those, them is going to be a first-round draft choice at the end of the year, right? Tech? Those two guys are Warren McClendon and Broderick Jones. Those are the two guys that we've seen play winning football. There's your starting tackles for the University of Georgia. Put it to bed. We're uh, done. Question: Just so y'all know, we might answer best tackle tandem in the last in the last six years? Question mark. Ooh. Question mark? Ooh, Isaiah Wilson and Andrew Thomas called, and they said, I, 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 and they I, said, hello. I was posing a question for a later time. Okay, Daniel. okay. So, Broderick Jones and but this is this is where Georgia fans and I think Anthony Dasher is voicing this question for a lot of Georgia fans would say, but then who else? You have no one who's played any SEC football, like. We're talking about dozens of snaps over their careers, and that's it for the rest of these guys. But Kirby jumps right in and very uncharacteristically for for conversations about an offensive tackle that's unproven. He says, we've got two guys, two young guys, that we are very, quote, we are very confident in their abilities. They just haven't had a chance to get into the games. Now, it's obvious that he's talking about Amarius Mims and Michael Morris when he makes those when he makes those statements. And if you're a Georgia fan, Kirby just told you there's only two dudes on the roster that have meaningful snaps in the SEC at a premium position. And he's not concerned about the depth, Clint. Now again, Daniel, really quick, Kirby's 101. Does Kirby blow smoke or try no. to deliberately lie and bolster up some fake narrative? Is that Kirby's? That's not what Kirby's is. Nope, it's not. He talks about what he wants to talk about, not what you asked him about. There but we he go. does but he does not generate so when he says, false narrative. I got two guys that we're very high on 
And yes, they're unproven. Here's what that means. Y'all remember, again, I just referenced maybe the, the best, not maybe the best left tackle to ever come through Georgia's program. And did he have meaningful snaps before he was thrust into a position to play left tackle on a on a he, huge, he huge did national it. stage? He did I think he got it. a few right tackle snaps but, or, earliest in his career. But then, yeah, he like Andrew Thomas got got kind of thrown right into the mix, and Georgia's one injury away a tackle from a guy who's going to be let's just is very likely going to be a Marius Mims coming into the game who's got no experience. And you got a guy, Michael Morris, who's got similarly no experience right behind him. And yet Kirby says, I'm not concerned about depth. How confident must he be in those two guys? It was a huge takeaway for me from this presser. Like, oh, well, he must be seeing some things from these two tackles that we're not seeing. Let me, let me tell you what that means on a practical level. Nolan Smith and Robert Beal, who are beast edge defenders in the SEC, yes. who might take first team all SEC honors, who could lead the league in these are the type of players. And here's what this means. Okay. You understand how, how ones and twos go together on the offense mm -hmm. and the defensive side. So if the ones are going against ones, that's best on best. That happens quite a bit. But then for the rest of practice, ones against twos and twos against ones. What that means is Robert Beal and Nolan Smith are going up against, wait a second, the aforementioned backups of mm -hmm. Michael Morris and, 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 and Mary Spence. Yep. And they're holding their own. A couple of redshirt freshmen out that's there means, holding their own. It, it is, you know, it's it was a shocking answer to me. It was. You don't have only two proven players at a position you play two at a time. And Kirby not be moaning about depth concerns. I mean, Kirby is concerned about the depth at, at every position on the roster. And yet... He's not concerned about offensive tackle because he says, "Listen, these guys I got waiting in the wings, they're going to be fine. If we need them, if we need them in the game, they're going to be fine." Interesting takeaway, Clint. I completely agree. We're going to come back after this. We're going to talk about maybe a little bit of a very athletic, very fantastic, speedy defensive player in Smile Mondin. But before that, I want to let you know about Bet Online. Bet Online is your sportsbook experts. They are where Daniel and I go, and we go quite often. And when I say quite often, I mean quite often because I was we, just there earlier today. I we just, are making bets on Hawaii. We're making bets no. on Vanderbilt. There is you touch Nebraska and Northwestern are playing a football game in in, in Ireland. And I could not be more financially invested in the outcome of that <laughs> we game. We are all I just, in there. Our uh, favorite place to go is Bet Online. Go over there right now. Bet Online is your sportsbook experts. Let me know I send you by putting the promo code locked on. Helps you out, helps, helps us out uh, because they're fantastic. We're going to give you locks during the season. Get over there right now. Bet Online, the official sponsor of Locked On Bulldogs and Locked On Podcasts. Daniel, we are uh, talking more Pressy, uh, mm. Kirby Presser. Pressy Kirby. Yes. Well, that's English. not what that's we're calling it. No. Rebuilding year. Rebuilding Kirby, year. Rebuilding year, y'all. Kirby Presser. And we're talking about offseason and as fall camp gets going. And all of a sudden, the topic of Smile Mondin comes mm -hmm. up. Daniel. Yes. Uh, yes. Because I don't know if you understand how this defensive works, but this defensive side of the ball works that we will suck because we put too many uh, guys in the league. Just, yeah. I'm, that's how the rules go. When you put guys in the league, you suck. 
Trayvon Walker picked up a sack in the preseason tonight as we're recording this on Thursday Ooh. evening. Um, that's why we're going to be terrible this we're year terrible. Terrible. because Devontae Wyatt was good and therefore we will be terrible. Um, but ask Kirby about, listen, we know, we know that um, JDJ Jamon is going to be, uh, he's going to be a force. He's, he's the guy. That inside backer. He's going to be out there week one. The question has been, who's going to be next to him? Next week, I think we're going to come back. We're going to do our official kind of depth chart breakdown. But um, spoiler alert, I, I'm i going to release my pick for our second inside backer here. And I, I think it's going to be Smile Mondin. And you just... You ask Kirby, you ask Christopher Smith, you ask Zion Logue, and you just, I mean, did you see Christopher Smith's face when he was asked about Smile Mondin? He said, he said, I'm going to tackle somebody, and then a blur comes in front of my face, and the play's already made. In front but let me ask you a question here, really quick, Daniel. Christopher Smith, what credentials does he have? He's oh, not a he's rangy, never, no. fast. Well, he's never seen any good linebacker play. I promise he's you that. He's never seen. He's or never played s- behind. Nope. Three instant NFL starting inside linebackers before in his career. Oh no, he has. Oh, so he knows a thing or two, is what you're saying. He knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Kirby also um, has he ever seen a good linebacker? I don't know. I don't just just you go back to like the the days of Reuben Foster or whatever that Kirby Smart coached, and he just said he's the most athletic kid he's ever seen. Now hold on, I want to remind the listeners. I want to remind you. (laughs) Say it again. Say it again. Okay, so let me try to let me try to get you to understand what it's saying. I know it's camp. I know they don't have pads. Everybody's freaking out. But here's the thing. Kirby doesn't blow smoke, and the players don't blow smoke. If they suck, they will say, guess what? We suck because they did so last year on the offensive side a couple of times, and they got better at it. Kirby doesn't do this. He is saying to you that N'Kobe Dean, that Roquan Smith, I just listed to you two guys who could be all NFL team guys in a couple of years. Roquan Smith is on the verge of being one of the best inside linebackers, if not the best inside linebacker in the league right now. Kirby just said, this guy we have on the squad right now, I've been around him, and this guy's a freak. He's at least on par, if not better. And I say, I'm sorry, what? Sideline to sideline is this guy, Smile Mondin. And listen, there's guys. There's other guys. Xavier Sori, Ryan yes. Davis. There's yes. other guys that are going to be in the mix at inside backer. But... There's a chance that by the end of the season, this is the best of the whole group. And I mean the whole group, and that includes JDJ, who a lot of people are thinking is kind of a lock to be the leader of that group. Butkus watch list. He's on the Butkus watch list. And rightfully, he should be. I think he's going to have a great season. But some people are built different. Clint, you know this. You've seen them. We've seen them come through Athens before. And Smile Mondin is probably a guy we would have seen play a lot more football. Kirby Smart said he would have played a lot more football if not for two should have been first-round draft. One first-round draft pick, another should have been first-round draft pick, and another high draft pick in Channing Tindall. 
You had three guys at inside backer that were prohibited him from getting onto the field, but you're going to see a lot of them this year, and Georgia fans, you have to be excited about a guy like this in the defense. Um, linebacker play is going to be critical for the Georgia Bulldogs to succeed in 2022. Critical. When I heard these, look, we have been on this podcast talking about how the secondary is probably the most experienced secondary since Kirby Smart has taken over this team. That's okay? right. It could be starting a true freshman at safety, but uh, also. <laughs> uh, I, I doubt that's going to happen. Yeah, it's true. I, I, I Tyke, if Tyke Smith is not fully healthy, uh, I hear you. Don't tell me there's not a chance. That there's not a true freshman starting back there. I, I won't tell you that. It's I probably going to be Dan Jackson. It's probably going to be Dan Jackson if Tyke Smith's not healthy. But there's a chance there's that a it could chance. be a freshman. Yeah, I'm with you. But then we talked about the defensive line, and we've chronicled just how many bullets are back in the chamber from that squad, and how we're bringing back Nolan Smith, Robert Beal, Zion Lowe. We're going to talk about here in the next segment. There's plenty of guys. Inside linebacker is the easiest place to go that's been picked on by this podcast and many other people who cover Georgia. And all of a sudden, I heard Kirby's press, and I heard I heard all this, and I said, maybe we're dead wrong on the pecking order of the position groups that need help because maybe inside linebacker is one of the strongest. Mm. How in the, and, and again, now you're talking my language because now you're talking the continual three-headed monster attack of inside backers of blitzing mm-hmm. of, of shoe doing his thing this is this is big news that everybody should pick up on and if you don't it's big news it, it's it's huge for this defense it's huge for all the naysayers that are saying we can't we can't replicate what we did last year huge huge drop off hold on a second most because, in, most important position group on the 2022 Georgia Bulldogs football team is inside linebacker. Because if you have an eraser in the middle of the field, guys, that covers a large amount of mistakes. When you have an eraser, sideline to sideline, a blur, who can go ahead and just out of position, which they don't do very often, make up a snap, that changes the dynamic of a game. And we have that apparently. It does. Yet to be seen, but it is exciting. We're going to come back after this. We're going to talk about... That aforementioned Zion Logue uh, and what happens with leaders right after this. Daniel, uh, I mean, another person up yep. on the list. Yeah, read the YouTube comments, first of all, Clint. It wouldn't be the first time we were wrong. If we were wrong about the inside backers, um, oh the you, people will let you know that we've been wrong many times. It's a rebuilding year. Um, somebody was injured. That's why we uh, were wrong earlier when we talked about the inside linebackers. Oh, that's what you said. Be short yeah, you said maybe we were wrong. It doesn't matter. I, Zion Logue meets with the media. Yes. Um, Kirby Smart's asked about him. He gives him some high praise, as you would expect. Zion Logue meets with the media. I want to kind of have a philosophical conversation about this because I want to talk about Zion. We need the robes and the candles. Nah, I didn't didn't say I wanted to have a spiritual conversation about it. I said I want to have a philosophical conversation about it. Thank you. All right, so I do want to talk about Zion specifically because, you know, people have different personalities, right? You get get this type of person, you have this type of person, introverts, extroverts, all these, whatever. Well, when you watch some of these interviews, as many of us fans do, you watch some of these interviews, and you watch the Darnell Washington interview, for example, right? 
the man is just stone-faced. He just is, he's given three-word answers, just quiet. Have you ever seen a guy whose physique matches Soulful. The, yeah. The, just the a, persona that is presented to the world? Because it I is. On par. First of all, Darnell Washington is going to have a big year this year, oh. Clint. But... But I digress. And then you get you cut the tape, and Zion Logue's coming on the interview, and this guy's bringing the heat. He is bringing the energy to this interview. And about halfway through, I realized that what I'm watching is a guy who is so excited to have his moment on the Georgia football team. Zion Logue has been waiting, as we talked about Smile Mondam, but Zion's older than he is. He's been on campus longer than he has. And he's been waiting behind the best defensive line group that the University of Georgia has ever seen in the 2021 season. And Jalen Carter's still there, but Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis, not still there. Zion's been waiting his turn, and now it is his turn. He's a leader on this team, and you can just tell he takes that very seriously, Clint. This. Very. And it, and it re- reminds me, and you know, people are going to roll their eyes at this or whatever. Well, so let me say this first. There are only a handful of teams that can win the national championship in college football. Do you know why? Because to win the national championship in college football, Kirby Smart or anyone else will tell you, you have to have the best players. Yep. You have to have the elite players to win it all. And Georgia is fortunate enough to be in a position where we have those players. So does Alabama. So does Ohio State. So do a handful of other programs. They have the players necessary to win all the games, to win the national championship. But when you compare teams of similar talent, it doesn't matter if that's the upper echelon of talent, the lower echelon of talent, the contributing factor that most weighs in to whether a team overperforms the talent on their team, meaning Georgia last year, maybe it could be argued not the most talented team in college football. It could be argued that they were. But they're in that group, but they rose to the very top of that group. Or a team that underperforms and, I don't know, has to rebuild in the midst of all of the talent that they have on their roster. The, The contributing factor that leads to that is most often the the chemistry and leadership on the roster. Yep. It's the intangible things like who are the players that are driving the sled that are pushing things forward. Clint. That's right. And and I'm not even going to say they're intangible anymore. People want to say the intangibles of leadership. You could tell right away. Case in point. Think back to Nakobe Dean getting on just chewing people out for missing an assignment in a national championship game and then performing the very next play up to a standard. That's not intangible. I was able to see it. I was able to literally physically see it manifest before my eyes. Now, Zion Logue and the rest of this Georgia team, you can keep on calling them plucky. You can keep on calling them overreaching all that. They're not listening to you. And this team is rallying behind people. If you all want to go back again and see, you can get mad at stars and starting. But you want to go back and see a team get behind a quarterback in Stetson Bennett? Watch the after-game interviews of Stet and his teammates that love him. Watch these guys as they're at pressers talk 
to the other, ask questions to each other. There is something that is beyond mm-hmm. just quote. Oh, uh, it's a, it's a. You have to cultivate. No, no, no. These guys care about leading, care about each other, and care about performing on the field. It's called looking another challenge. They love being challenged, and they don't back away from uh, yeah. challenge. And and to be fair, we don't know if Georgia has that this year. We know that they had it last year. We know that they had it in 2017 with Nick Chubb and Sony oh. Michelle and Lorenzo Carter. That group that came back for their senior year that rallied the entire season around them and led Georgia from a leadership standpoint. We know that Georgia's had it at times. We know that there have been seasons when Georgia did not have it. When you see Zion Logan, you realize there's a new there's a new group, not just of football players, but there's a new group of leaders and Christopher Smith, Zion Logue, these are these are instrumental figures in that group. And so how will they lead this team? How will they rally the team together? It's it's going to go a long way to determining success because we know Georgia's got the players. We know Georgia's got the talent. But will they outperform? Will they perform to the highest of that standard? Or will they fall short of the others in that group of upper, upper echelon teams in college football? We've seen it go both ways. And uh, seeing Zion Logue today reminded me that that will be a significant factor one way or the other. We're going to be back five days a week next week, Daniel, because we are gearing up for this season. We cannot wait. Fall camp is already well out in front of us. Things are going. We're going to have season win totals. We're going to have John from John Tweet Sport back on. Uh, heads up. Get on over here. Hello. Um, this has been Locked on Bulldogs and Locked on Podcast. What, you got one final? He's the smile monitor of this podcast. I think we all know it. I think yeah. we know it. I think we've seen it, but it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, this has been Locked On Bulldogs and Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll see you guys next week. See ya.